0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Thursday Thyroid Talks hosted by yours truly, Sarah Loman. Today's episode is a amazing one. It is very uh, fun for me to talk about salt, stress and the effects that these two things have on your thyroid health. This is not a typical topic that you hear about thyroid health. And so that is why I definitely had to do this show today with my dear friend Jessica at JMS Wellness. I promise, even though this episode is a bit long, you guys will learn so much about salt stress and your thyroid health. But first, I would like to share with you a little bit of information about one of my programs. So, not a lot of people realize this, but I offer 90-minute intensive coaching calls. I mean, we all know that doctors don't have the time to sit down and talk to you in depth about your questions and concerns around your fatigue, mystery weight gain, brain fog, inability to gain weight, labs, supplement, diet, stress, anxiety, sleep troubles, pain, and all of the other symptoms that you may be struggling with daily. So what happens? We end up turning to Dr. Google, to Facebook groups, and other social media accounts for help, but these sources leave us even more confused and Probably even trigger some anxiety or a panic attack. And that is exactly what I used to do to myself when I was very sick and looking for answers. And why I am telling you about this awesome call that you guys should take advantage of. So I have this 90 minute intensive coaching call for those of you that are feeling like, you know. I, I'm i not ready to jump into a full program, but I really could use your help and advice, guidance, direction now, Coach Sarah Joy. And I am tired of being confused and I just really want some professional advice. So um, that's where I'm like, absolutely, I would love to help you. So an example of some things that we can talk about on this call are lab results. If you would like, you can send me your labs. I can just look over them and we can discuss them in an educational standpoint. Um, basic thyroid supplementation. There is so much confusion about, confusion about supplements. And if you're taking the wrong supplements, trust me, they can actually be aiding to your suffering. Um, doctor appointment prep. I used to be, totally lost with doctor appointment prep myself and I, I didn't know what to do other than list out all my symptoms and then when I would get there I would sit and I would cry and it was just one big shit show tell you the truth and nothing ever seemed to move forward so I can help you with prepping for your doctor's appointment or after your doctor's appointment how many of you have gotten news and you go and you sit in your car and you just ball your eyes out hmm I've been there too many times uh, post-doctor appointment support we can talk about testing that you would like to request from your doctor going into your lab um, some other nutritional basic nutritional guidance like um, juicing smoothies Some, um, yeah like I said just vague, vague, uh nutritional guidance morning and night routine creation and support or help with anxiety and stress management tools um, to be able to get your anxiety and panic attacks under control. So I want you guys to um, take advantage of this. It is 90 minutes is um, $250 or you can split it into two payments of $125 each. Uh, I love being able to work with you guys and your uh, finances so that You can get the help you need. Go ahead and check out the link on my website, CoachSarahJoy.com, under 90-minute intensive coaching call. And without further ado, loves, let's dive into our new episode. Hello, hello, everyone, and happy Saturday. Today's live is going to be
1: amazing, all about salt, stress, and your thyroid health. I know it sounds a little funky, but we're like, salt, what, stress, what, thyroid health, yes. Hi, autoimmune Annie, thank you for being here. Yes, it is a very interesting topic.
0: All right, gotcha, Jess. Okay. Okay, one second. All right, here we go.
1: Okay, hello, beautiful. Thank you for being here. Good. How are you? I know. Um, Okay, I'm really excited to dive in today. I'm not going to lie. This is like, I know people kind of trip out on my stories because they see me using a lot of salt and talking about it. But there's really been no, like, discussion around it really in depth. So I'm like, this is juicy, good. So why don't you take a second and introduce your beautifulness to all of my amazing followers? <laughs> um,
2: well, my name is Jessica, and I am a holistic nutritionist and nutritional consultant. Um, I also work with HTMA, so me and Sarah work really closely together with HTMA and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I i don't really know i'm a thyroid coach i'm sorry i'm so bad at like introducing myself i literally teach people (laughs) how to um recover from thyroid issues and yeah i'm really excited to talk about salt too i'm a mineral nerd so anything anytime anybody ever wants to listen to me talk about minerals i am here for it (laughs) yes
1: you are so (laughs) so fun to listen to about minerals hi bailey uh, I was trying to say H Kate. Hi, H Kate. Thank you guys for being here. Okay, so, so without further ado, let's dive into salt stress and your thyroid. So where do we begin in the salt, salt topic? Um,
2: well, we should probably start with, you know, not holding back and just completely admitting that everything we've ever been told about salt is pretty much a lie. Let's
1: start there.
2: Okay. So. I like going fully 100% in. <laughs> so we'll discuss. Oh my gosh, I, know. The, I guess we can just discuss how, you know, where I guess mineral or sorry, salt deficiencies and what can cause cause them, and how our complete loyalty to low salt diets has been such a driver of chronic illness in this entire country and how it's been affecting us, because it is, it's huge, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Um, What year, what decade would you say that was, when there was, like, that sweep of, like, salt is bad, salt is scary, stay away from salt? I don't
2: think it was in the long run. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, something like that, maybe the 80s, maybe the 90s, Um, which is really interesting, because that's usually around the time that a lot of, processed foods came out and mm-hmm. processed foods have a lot of salt but I think um, salt was given because it's a preservative right so they've used it for so long it used to be a currency and now because it kind of came out at the same time a lot of high shelf stable products came out um, they kind of blamed the sodium for what the terrible actually terrible processed foods did and so mm-hmm. salt has always had this bad name and now we're kind of facing we're, we're seeing a lot of the results of what we've done with low sodium for a long period of time and I mean diabetes is a very big factor in this which I know that sounds really and like really crazy but when you understand the salt and stress connection you'll start to see why Diabetes is such a huge thing when you're on a low-salt diet. Um, mm.
1: But there's, there's one thing I want to point out about the processed food salt connection, the mainstream media is sweeping the world with, you know, the stay away from salt, you know. So the processed food, the sodium that is listed on the back of, like, say, a TV dinner, right? Mm-hmm. That technically is, like, a shitty form of salt,
2: that we should avoid. Yes, it is table salt. They're not, I mean, processed food companies are not investing in pink Himalayan salt to stop their food plant, unfortunately. Um, But even still, it still has sodium in it. So it's still not going to be as terrible as, I'm sorry about that. That wasn't me. That was the outside world. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so um, we were saying Yes, it's they're not going to be investing in in large amount, but either w- in either way, sodium is still essential, so even if you're eating higher processed foods, which I think our bodies need a lot more sodium than we're giving them credit for, and it's really hard to get that on a whole food diet, so a lot of people that are deficient in sodium are not necessarily. Or sorry, if they're eating processed foods, they're not going to be as deficient in sodium as somebody who's eating a whole food diet and not getting enough sodium. That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. so they're still getting the sodium, but a lot of times they're still getting the water retention because they're getting so much more sodium than they are potassium, which we'll go into as well. But as with all minerals, they need to balance, and sodium and potassium are in that category. they're those balanced minerals, so when you're getting too much of one or the other, it can cause a deficiency of the other so They have to work together.
1: Yeah. Okay. So they scared us all away from salt, made us all think that it's going to give us heart attacks, um, told us to stop using salt. Everything went low sodium. I remember Mm -hmm. that. Everything went low sodium. And um, so now here we are. People like you and I, we, we do the hair tissue mineral analysis testing which looks at minerals and we're seeing pretty much everyone has no salt in their body. And this is a huge problem.
2: Yes, really low. And I think another contributing factor too about, about all of this is that like you need salt, you burn through salt really quickly. Um, a lot of people have been avoiding salt. I've talked to people who have not had salt in years. Like I don't put salt in my food. I don't eat salt. I avoid salt like the plague. And they don't understand why they're having so many symptoms. Um, There's been people my age and younger who are having severe issues. I've talked to many people who have young children who are like 10 who have severe salt deficiency and they feel it in their legs. Like they're four kids are like 10 and their legs are cramping like crazy. And I'm like, they need electrolytes. Like you need to give them salt and it works every single time. I've been talking a lot about salt lately with, um, with people and it's just a little tiny bit. It's crazy how it makes such a huge difference for them. Um, But I think a big reason too, is that these people, they, they had not only have we destroyed salt by processing it so intensely, but then when they add that to the the food and then you're eating that food you're eating a bad form of salt which means it can actually affect your blood pressure technically but it doesn't happen the same way when you're using a real food salt like a real salt yeah
0: yeah
1: let's talk about um could you say a couple more symptoms off the top of your head that are signs of Mm -hmm. a sodium deficiency
2: Yeah. Some of the most common ones, especially for us, um, women I've noticed, um, especially if you're under a lot of stress, but chronic overwhelm is a huge one. If you feel like you can't handle stress at all, like just the slightest thing can just completely stress you out. Like, and I'm, I mean like little things, um, like, you know, you left your Credit card inside or you have you lost your keys or something and you just freak out like these these things can be so overwhelming for somebody that's very low in salt um chronic like cramps or muscle cramps is another huge one chronic digestive disorders really bad sk- like dry skin um what else is really huge with salt deficiency the, the can they digestive disorder
1: digestive
2: yeah like that's ibs because like of that Mm -hmm. i mean that's a pretty common one too um just not feeling hydrated like you can't drink you just can't drink enough water it's just you're you're urinating a lot when you're drinking a lot of water you're not really absorbing it you can tell because you're just it's just kind of you're drinking it and it's going through there's not a whole lot of lag time in between um which i know everyone's like well i drink a lot of water so i'm going to pee a lot more but it's that shouldn't be happening you should technically be you should have a few hours at least in between where you're not, you know, urinating all the time. Um, I'm like, really? (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) too, when this, I mean, like when you're, when your urine is pretty much white from just being clear, I know everybody thinks that that's just because you're drinking a lot of water and you're not very toxic, but it's, it's literally because you're not absorbing your water. You need to, like your urine shouldn't be completely clear. Like that's not actually good for you anyways, because you're, you're draining a lot of your electrolytes, um, but you should feel quenched when you drink. Um, another thing that you, that's very common with, um, with low stress is like really bad insomnia, Like you can't sleep very well. Um, you're very exhausted. It's another, I mean, fatigue is, it's really hard to say what a true symptom of salt deficiency is fatigue, because that's such a common deficiency mm-hmm. across the board for anything. But sodium is one of those things. Um,
1: that was so much. Yeah. You just hit, like, so many people's main pain points.
2: hmm mm-hmm. So many. There's so many things. I think the biggest one is, like, the biggest one where you can tell that it it's probably a salt deficiency is the overwhelm. It seems to be the biggest. Um, also, really loud noises, which is really weird. People get startled very, very easily. Like if you're, you know, like you don't have somebody will just kind of scare you. For an average person, that's fine. But if you're salt deficient, a small, tiny noise can be like a giant bomb in your house, and it can scare you so much because your nervous system is so out of whack. So, like tiny cracks like very sensitive to sound and noise and like just like an overall sensitivity to a lot of things can be a huge symptom of salt deficiency
1: that used to be me i was so sensitive to sound loud music Mm -hmm. just like couldn't do it it was just like turn it down yeah yeah Yeah. i resonated with that list like every one of them (laughs) I i actually booked a doctor's appointment one time To ask them why I peed so much Mm -hmm. because it was just like it just felt ridiculous, like every 15 minutes. Yeah, and I just remember the the doctor said, Oh, just put some lemon in your water. So I went home and I started, which is good. I love lemon water, you know, that's
2: better advice than I thought they would give you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, and so I went home because I had that chronic thirst unquenchable thirst and if i didn't yeah. have water with me wherever i went because i was so thirsty all the time i actually would have or could go into a panic attack because of my thirst mm-hmm. yeah yeah because you feel like
2: you you're just i know exactly you feel like it's almost like you can't breathe in a way
1: mm-hmm.
2: like you're just like oh my god i'm gonna shrivel up into a prune
1: yeah like your mouth is so dry you're like no i do not smoke weed i have cotton mouth from something else <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah and uh so that was like a huge mystery that was like revealed to me when you started teaching me about you know minerals and stuff and I was like holy shitballs <laughs> like, that's yeah. huge yeah so I actually stopped getting up and peeing as much at night nice, mm-hmm. nice. that's yeah. the thing
2: about sodium the more because sodium helps with absorption of the water I always try and give people this <laughs> analogy um when I'm working with them is you have two minerals, your main minerals, which are sodium, potassium, which a lot of people don't understand that usually with, if you have a salt, when a doctor tells you that you have too much salt, it's actually because you have a deficiency in potassium. So there's, there's like, in order to balance something, you're not going to want to take, like you want to take the opposite of what that is. So if you're, if you're having water retention, you have too much, water or whatever it is you need to counteract that with the opposite of what that is which is which is potassium so like potassium rich foods will help you let go of the water so you have your two main minerals which are sodium potassium sodium holds on to water and potassium lets it go so when you have all this water retention or high blood pressure or symptoms of excessive salt intake um the easiest way to get rid of that is through like potassium rich foods, such as like dandelion and, you know, bananas, avocado, Mm -hmm. potatoes. Um, A lot of meat is really high in um, potassium as well. Not um, always the easiest to digest for some people, especially if you have low stomach acid because of low sodium, but it can be helpful with moving some of that potassium or sorry, letting go of some of that water so that you can, not feel so bloated and puffy, which is very common as well with thyroid patients. Mhm
0: yeah,
1: thank you all for being here. Um If you guys have any questions, feel free to jump in. Um, I love making our lives interactive. Um, so let's go into the stress piece of salt and the connection between stress your salt people salt and stress.
2: yeah. So sodium is one of the main minerals that's used up significantly during stressful periods. So if you've ever had any kind of physical, emotional, any kind of, you know, you know, life happens that can drain a lot of your minerals very quickly because you're in, you tend, especially if you live in a more like fight or flight response and you're not like regulating your nervous system very well. Um, if you're constantly in this fight or fight, flight, fight or flight response there we go um then you're going to have you're going to burn through a lot of your your adrenal hormones basically to replenish you in order to fix your adrenal hormones you have to make sure like they live off sodium um or they don't live off but it's one of the biggest one of the biggest nutrients that your body needs is sodium and vitamin c your your adrenals are really really need vitamin c and and sodium and magnesium especially those are the three main ones so if you're going through stressful periods chronically you're going to burn through a lot of that sodium and then a lot of people also work out they're sweating they live in like a humid environment so they're going to be sweating out a lot more sodium which i know everybody thinks that's like i mean you can taste your sweat it's very Salty. So, just imagine how much sodium you're losing when you're working out or sweating excessively. It's it's a lot. Like probably close to tea, two teaspoons, which is almost two thousand milligrams, depending on the amount that you're sweating. But it's it's not a small amount. So, if you're if you're under stress, you're living in a fight, fight or fight or flight response, and then you're also not replenishing your salt because you're told to stay away from it because it's dangerous. It's toxic and give you high blood pressure and so on and so forth. It's such a, it sets you up for this insane, like it's just not a good, place to be because you're, you're having a lot of these symptoms right and that can lead to burnout and what happens when you get burned out is it affects your, your adrenals you're just completely exhausted I think many people have experienced complete burnout um, at some point in their lifetime where they're just, they're just if chronic fatigue like you can't even get out of bed and it's usually because of the low sodium and also low vitamin C but then we tend to take a lot of extra vitamin C and ascorbic acid form, which is not the same as a true vitamin C. And it's just like this vicious circle of trying to recover and never really fully getting your energy back. And that's, I think, one of the biggest underlying factors of why many thyroid patients can heal to a point, but they don't actually recover from the fatigue that's been really like this underlying fatigue, if that makes sense like you can feel relatively good you can kind of function but there's still this like you know exhaustion underneath and it's usually because you're still not recovered from the sodium or you're you might be working out but you're still not re- recovering that sodium loss um or you still might be living in a more stressful kind of flight or flight response that um, you haven't been able to just kind of regulate yet so you're burning through it faster Wow, um this can was... also lead to um well you were you were saying earlier too about your digestion, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I mean this is a huge one for so many people, especially thyroid patients, but mm-hmm. chronic heartburn is huge for sodium. If you if you have chronic heartburn, I've talked to so many women who are taking like um either antacids or they're on a prescription antacid or or so on and so forth. They can't eat hardly any protein at all, like any kind of chicken, turkey, any kind of meat. And I was I was like this at first as well, where I couldn't even eat beef or anything without blowing up. And I mean like so much gas. I thought I was allergic to it. I almost every protein I ate I was allergic to because I was just not I had no stomach acid to really break it down. And that was because of the low salt that I had. And it was, it's such a common thing. And a lot of people assume that if you're low in stomach acid, it's because, or sorry, if you have heartburn, you're low in stomach acid, but it's most of the time, it's the opposite. You actually have low, you have heartburn because you have too little stomach acid and you need to replenish some of the like key factors, which is usually sodium. And think to help replenish that so that you can actually get your your stomach juices going again. And then yeah. you can digest proteins.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good point. So you brought up the meat, and I just want to expand on that. For me, the digestion got so severely uh, depleted over the years because, I, like you said before, I was in the chronic fight or flight. Because of just you know life and being in certain <laughs> stuff says eat oysters <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. um, and so it mine started off with like littler harder foods like uh, nuts almonds yeah. or peanut butter or and then it just seemed to escalate into okay I I was in terrible 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 pain for hours from just having two tablespoons of peanut butter and then it went into lentils then it went to rice and then Mm -hmm. it went to meat and then it went to chicken and so I started noticing the underlying thread of like anything that was like a harder type food to break down I didn't have the digestion to break Mm -hmm. it down and the heritage mineral analysis showed me it was because I was completely tanked in my salt I had no mm-hmm. sodium so I had no hydrochloric acid mm-hmm. and so like you just said you restore yours you've helped me restore mine and all of that has gone away all of it mm-hmm. it's like a this, miracle. Is,
2: this is why I mean a lot of times this the celery juice is so helpful for so many people and I know that's a mm-hmm. huge thing that you teach people too um is because Celery is so high in sodium and potassium, which is really good. It's a good balance of the two. Um, But I think that was such a huge thing for your recovery because you were so deficient in sodium that it really helped like replenish your adrenals. And then you also have naturally occurring vitamin C and other things, not in large amounts, but it was naturally occurring from the um, celery and other things that you might like um, lemon juice and stuff like that. So that's such a good combination of why so many people can recover from adrenal and and unstressed burnout because of that combination. That's why celery juicing, while I personally don't like the taste of it, it's still very beneficial. You know, you kind of get used Mm -hmm. to it like anything, of course, but um, (laughs) the sodium in general is a huge reason, I think, why it's been so successful for so many people.
1: Yeah, the sodium cluster salts are absolutely amazing. They are magical and they're Mm -hmm. so, so hydrating and they help. And so what happened as I started to restore my sodium, restore my minerals, and I was able to digest my food again, um, I could tell I was actually absorbing and things were going into my cells because like you said earlier, their chronic thirst, their chronic dehydration, it started Mm -hmm. to go away. And I Mm could actually feel, I could drink um, celery juice and then have some water and actually feel like my thirst was quenched. Yeah. And then like the only thing after that, that would actually give me that like dehydrated like cotton mouth in my, again, was caffeine, a caffeinated Mm -hmm. drink because it's so absolutely depleting of your Mm -hmm. your water and your minerals like instantly, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, so just that that one piece of um, bringing the, like you said, the celery juice in on top of the salt within my water and back on my food, and not being scared of it, because I too was, you know, scared of the, we don't know any better, you know, and we're all trained to listen to the mainstream media, and for so long, we were told salt is the devil, and yeah, you stay away from it, you know, and so yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. there's a big difference between, like you said earlier, the salt and processed food that's completely bleached, stripped and depleted and will harm us, than the regular, the natural salt, what, so I'm kind of torn, like, which one do you think is better now, the pink Himalayan or the the Celtic sea salt?
2: It depends on the brand. Like, some brands are better than others. And it depends also on what you need more of, too. Like, Celtic sea salt tends to have more um, magnesium. That's why it's white. Like, it's like a whitish-gray color. That's the color of the magnesium in the salt. So the magnesium content is a little bit higher, but the pink is the potassium. So if you need more potassium, then I would do the pink. But you also have to keep in mind like where you're sourcing from, like what part of the origin, like obviously you're not going to be wanting to source like so- like sea salt from like Fukushima area obviously. Yeah. But, um, and, and also there are, there are just better places to source. Also a lot of the pink Himalayan lava or sorry, pink Himalayan salt mines, not lava, salt. <laughs> um, they are harvested with dynamite. And so you have to keep in mind because like sodium is a very like absorbent mineral. It can, when you're using dynamite and other toxins, it can absorb those toxins. So when you eat it, as well you can also be absorbing those toxins as well so i would just be like cautious about where you're getting your sea salt to make sure it's from a clean area and then also make sure you're getting a good non-dynamite harvested pink <laughs> salt if you use that but i think yeah. overall it doesn't really matter like one of the other you can flip i have both types myself so i just kind of go back and forth um but
1: i actually mixed mine
2: Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, That's the like, smart thing to do. Why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> of
1: That's course, smart. Sarah
2: would do that. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I made my own rules.
2: make my Okay, now you mix these two salts together. We're gonna do some chemistry here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep, um, we are altering your biochemistry. Yeah, I kind of look at <laughs> that as like, you know, you. Got, you. Oh, I've heard a lot of things about like the plastics being careful mm, yeah I of the plastics and certain mm-hmm. sea salts so i look at it as like how i'm super anal with where i get like my dulse flakes or any of like my sea yeah, seaweed.
2: Know, definitely seaweed you have to be careful with too mm-hmm.
1: yeah so i i look for things that are off the coast of maine because mm-hmm. that seems to be one of the cleanest oceans to source mm-hmm. things from so it's, that's kind of my thing with like fish salt and sea sea vegetables
2: famous for their seafood and stuff so that's a good Mm. idea actually or Mm -hmm. alaska is pretty clean too from my understanding but i don't i haven't really looked into that lately but i heard alaska and like iceland and stuff in that general area Mm -hmm. is usually like the north northern arctic oceans and stuff like that are usually a lot better than you know tropical areas and Mm -hmm. it's depending on where you are but hmm yeah
1: um so you touched on so much um, um to think about...
2: reminded, I was thinking of t- I w- wanted to talk a little bit more about, more about stress and how
1: yeah
2: how that can how like being low in sodium and how if you are in this chronic burnout stage so what can happen when you're in a fight or f- fight or flight response is we tend to crave sugar a lot, um, especially when we're in this chronic fight or or flight. And I have been, I have tried for years to quit sugar, Mm -hmm. years. And I always thought there was something wrong with me. I didn't have enough willpower, whatever it is. And I had no idea at the time that it was just sodium issues because when you're deficient in sodium, um, and your adrenals are in this like constant burnout mode, if you're not regulating your immune system correctly, you're going to crave sugar. And it's not just like a sugar craving where you're like, I can go for some cake right now. It's like debilitating sugar cravings. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot, a lot of, especially women, I feel really terrible that these poor women are, are in almost kind of like looked down upon, like they have no self-control when they don't understand that this isn't just like I don't. It's like you don't have control. It's like a an addiction in a way because you need the the fast calories to keep your body going in that constant state of stress. So it's not just as simple as being like, oh, just don't eat it. It's it's like you you don't have any control over the amount that you're eating in terms of fast calories just to help get that in, which can obviously do some detrimental things to your body and create this like terrible um overall like you know how you feel about yourself and it's just this like vicious cycle where you're under chronic stress you eat the bad food because you don't have any willpower in in terms of like your body just craves it to such an extent so you eat it you gain weight you get this like bad body image you feel terrible about yourself and the circle goes on and on and on and that's what can create weight gain and diabetes and so on and so forth um because you're not getting to the root cause and recovering from the overall stress which salt can be very helpful with um of course as well as potassium that's a whole other thing as well but that can go hand in hand and it's really important that when you're trying to quit sugar trying to quit whatever it is, you have to eat salt. It's so important. It is, if you ever, uh, there was, um, Dr. James DeNickel Antonio always talked about if you crave sugar, eat salt. And if you crave salt, eat salt because your body needs more. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of the sodium, obviously like eating the right types, but um, and we're not talking about eating, like, a full teaspoon. Like, you could have, like, a little bit of pickle juice. You could have anything that has kind of, like, a really saltiness to it. Um, it's It does wonders. But And it helps kind of calm down the nervous system a little bit so you're not over-consuming those calories.
1: I started pounding pickle juice this week.
2: <laughs> it's so good, yeah. isn't it? I, mean, it I is. love it. I love it. It's yeah. so interesting. I don't even like pickles, but pickle juice is, like, the bomb.
1: Well, the one I get has like garlic and fennel in it. So it's so good. Um, Like fresh. Yeah. mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go back to that. I wanna I wanna speak to that because uh let's see. There was years where I felt like I had an alien that abducted my brain. And Mm -hmm. after I ate like a large meal dinner or whatever, it was like I had to literally go straight to the cupboard and get chocolate. And um
2: yeah. If it
1: if it wasn't in the
2: house. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like uncontrollable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, it was like my brain got abducted for that yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. And I had yeah. to eat my chocolate in order to satisfy that abduction or craving. Yeah. And then it was gone. And I was good. Yeah. And I could just move on. And it's not like I never went into the binge side of it. Yeah. It was like for me, I just needed like a couple uh, chews or bites and yeah. I was, I was good, you know, but mm-hmm. I never understood. Yeah. Why do I have this? Like, ugh, like I have to have it or I will die mm-hmm. if it's not in my house, you know, like something.
0: Yeah.
1: And so back to what you said with, you know, when I started really working on uh, my minerals and I, and the was doing the celery juicing and bringing in the salt and everything a combination of everything I was doing it instantly went away it was like it it was like this shackles, these shackles being lifted off of me and not only did it go away but then the actual taste of salt for me or chocolate changed and it was no longer like that juicy desired taste that Mm -hmm. i was like dying for before it kind of actually got turned off from it and i didn't want it anymore
2: yeah that's so interesting and i'm actually really happy that you brought that up because it's usually what happens when you don't need those um fast calories i've noticed that too i used to be like harshly addicted to sugar because i was like i need it it was like a problem and then when i actually started replenishing replenishing myself it sugar was so sweet and so just disgusting and i was like i never thought that i would ever mm-hmm. get to that point i was i like i knew i was making progress at that point cuz i was like if i can have like literally binge on sugar and just have so much of it in one sitting to literally being repulsed by the thought of having candy it's it's improvement <laughs> so
1: yeah. like, that's, huge. that's
2: huge yeah
1: mhm mm-hmm. yeah and so you know, it just it really just goes back to the deficiencies the main the main deficiencies of um, mag what magnesium sodium potassium calcium. Mhm. Mhm. And um, yeah, so much of just working on restoring my sodium restoring my my potassium at the same time because like you said the the balance um so much has changed so much mm-hmm. has changed and just just from those two small shifts so mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question um I had okay are there any quote-unquote healing reactions or like reactions like if someone's super depleted in their salt and say they start they they do what we suggest and they start putting like a pinch in their water and drinking it can they have symptoms or reactions from that
2: yes (laughs) um one is they can actually get more water retention which is already really common with thyroid patients because if You have to remember that sodium and potassium balance. So if you're not already getting enough potassium already, then adding more sodium might not work very well, Um, and you can get high blood pressure from that. Even with good salt, if you're if you're not already getting enough potassium, so I think it's really important to try and get everything like get your diet on track a little bit better first, and then kind of slowly adding salt but again if you're having a lot of cravings for sodium then i think just doing small amounts is fine like i i'm a huge believer in listen to your body so if your body's asking for sodium then i think it's important to give it to it um but also just not going excessive like i know in america everybody's like more is better and it's not <laughs> It is not the case. Um, I think I would probably more focus on getting enough vitamin C because that will help nourish the adrenals as well. Um, while you're kind of getting your um, diet kind of sort of cleaned up in terms of eating more potassium rich foods and stuff, which is another thing that I... I just want to say, I think it's really funny that the government's convinced us that potatoes are terrible for us, and potato skin is like one of the highest forms of potassium on the planet. Any
0: but we were, we were told potato. to
2: avoid avoid starch, <laughs> you, including oh, right. like, and if you do have potatoes, most people they skin them, which that just you're throwing away almost all the nutrition in your potatoes. But that's yeah. another thing. Just getting like not being afraid of food. I think that's the biggest thing. Like I, I talk to so many people who, if I tell them to have more sodium, they look at me like I have 18 heads, and I'm like insane. <laughs> and it's yeah. it's funny. I was just trying like, you know, convert them into this salt cult, but also give them resources <laughs> about how to um how or where to read more like valid information. Um, but yes, I think that one of the biggest side effects, um, is probably water retention. Possibly if you're not, if your diet's not completely intact yet. So that can be a symptom. If that's the case, I would just taper back a little bit. But also remember to listen to your body if you are feeling like you're craving salt a lot and maybe just do things like pickle juice in small amounts um, because it absorbs so rapidly and so quickly if it's in liquid form. If you just like take little tiny sips until you feel slightly better, that is totally fine. Um, And also, if you do have too much salt, I'm sure Sarah knows all about this. Just like with celery juice, you'll probably like... Mm -hmm have explosive diarrhea <laughs> possibly okay. so that is another, um potential side effect so just making sure it's like anything ever that you ever take is starting very very slowly and not just being like two grams a day boom here you go like you have to work your way up to the dose that you feel is right but yeah just those are the main ones that I'm aware of Mm-hmm. Again, you can still get high blood pressure, so make sure you're, like, getting checked with your doctor and so on and so forth so that you're monitoring that, especially if you're prone to high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, even in our holistic, um, nutrition textbooks, they would always say that the literal cure for high blood pressure is to give somebody more potassium. It was mm-hmm. to help, to help alleviate some of that sodium. Mm-hmm. So just making sure your diet's good, you're getting enough potassium, um, not stressing too much, and then regulating your your nervous system can be huge for regulating your salt, not burning mm-hmm. it so quickly.
1: Yeah. So just to give a like expand on that a little bit more in some detail, there is all kinds of lists that you guys can look up online that just give you potassium sources. Just mm-hmm. Google list of potassium sources and try to find one that has um, the milligrams and and try to, you know, focus on eating the foods that are the higher potassium type foods. Like my favorite, mm-hmm. like you said, are the potatoes, you know, just sweet potatoes. potatoes
2: specifically, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Even yeah, if I you just feel... like
2: potato skin chips, so good. What was it? Like potato skins, like you know how they cook potato skins, they're mm-hmm. so good. You this is you're gonna, but potato skins high in potassium, and then you sprinkle it with salt, and it's like this perfect snack because you get both, and it's amazing. It tastes so good.
1: Oh my gosh! I made in my air fryer. I made um, sweet potato, fries. Yes. And yeah. I doused them in my sea salt. It was like heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things like that. Um... So I just want to make sure everyone was really clear on what she said. You have to have enough potassium if you're going to start bringing in your sodium. So potassium, some of my favorite potassium foods besides for potatoes are bananas. I know everyone, uh, bananas have been demonized and everyone's scared of them, but they're like, they're so good at like balancing your blood sugar for me in particular. And they're just like, so tasty they're good as a dessert they're you know good as good in your smoothies you know whatever I literally put them in my purse no joke I carry bananas around and I'm, I'm so really surprised
2: they look squishy in your purse
1: <laughs> I do <clears throat> have the purses that have it has like a oh
2: okay oh I like see They're hard. Bottom. Yeah. yeah okay
1: yeah yeah because I'm like you know if I'm out and I get hungry they're gonna me full. And uh, so, hi, baby. Um, okay. Sorry. Um, anyways, so look up a list of potassium-based um, foods and focus on that, like um, Jessica said, so you're not just, like, ODing on salt. And um, you could put a pinch of salt in your water or just sprinkle it over your food, but don't go, like, crazy with it and you know because these are actual minerals you're using like it's not just a food you know like I don't look at salt as oh it's just salt like I look at it as this is medicine and this is a mineral that's altering my biochemistry you know so I'm gonna use it as like per the instructions as I would like ibuprofen or something like that you know Mm -hmm. So um, the whole adrenal piece with salt is – I know you've already touched on that, but let's just talk to that for a little bit because I still feel like there's still so much confusion on, like, whether or not adrenals are even, like, involved in thyroid illness and, you know (laughs) –
2: That's actually really funny because I was reading the insert of my thyroid medication like last year just because I've never read it before and I'm curious. And on the thyroid medication insert, they literally talked about adrenals and how they are very much connected to your thyroid and pretty much the main cause of thyroid issues is because of adrenal issues. Which I thought was interesting because whenever you go to a doctor, they don't even acknowledge this. But if you look at the insert of your medication, it literally says on the insert that it's it's usually from adrenal burnout and other things that are related. So it's weird that they're not addressed. I mean, I guess when you go to an endocrinologist, they do address the adrenals at the same time, but they don't believe that you can be in a burnout situation, which is really weird to me. I would imagine that doctors of all people would be the most burnt out. <laughs> so yeah. I'm surprised that they wouldn't acknowledge that. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess like anything in medicine, if you're not, if you don't have the test results to prove it, then it doesn't exist, you know? So unless yeah. you have an individual, like, you could have a slow thyroid and not have thyroid issues, and you can also have slow adrenals and not necessarily be in burnout mode, but you can still feel the, the symptoms of it. Um,
1: That's yeah, I've never noticed that on thyroid medication. And I was there,
2: really I mean, surprised. I was like, oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this is still a thing where it's like, well, are my adrenals involved with my thyroid? And is, is this? something I need to be addressing let's just like clear it up yes (laughs) like not
2: only are they involved they're one of the biggest reasons and honestly I feel like the adrenals will burn out way faster than your thyroid will like I mean your thyroid controls so much of it but and there's different levels of thyroid issues too like sometimes it's your pituitary issues sometimes it's more like you're like um Hashimoto's sometimes it's more just overall sluggishness sluggishness and sometimes it's adrenal related so I feel like it's not always the case not everybody that has thyroid issues has adrenal burnout but most of the time I would say yes Mm -hmm. um I guess with I guess it's not always you're in burnout mode but to some degree it's gonna your adrenals will be affected which will affect your thyroid
1: I mean, with the lifestyle we all live, you know, the, like, Mm. pounding caffeine, working too much, you know, you got your kids in 10,000 sports, so you're never able to rest, you know, like, you're not sleeping enough at night, or if you are go to bed, you don't sleep well, you know, like, Mm -hmm. we're all EMF saturated, yeah, just the whole shit show of it, I feel like. The adrenals, everyone's adrenals are just probably under some sort of attack, you know, from some front. And they Mm -hmm. need love. They need that love from the basic minerals like salt to be able to support them.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I feel like a lot of what's going on in this world today wouldn't happen if everybody had enough salt. Because everybody's so triggered so easily. <laughs> I'm like, you need salt,
1: dude. <laughs> you see two guys having road rage and you just walk over with some salt. For real. Is <laughs> that <It's not> crazy? <laughs> like, Mellow out, drink some salt water. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Everyone is super hyper triggered nowadays. Mm. Yeah. You
2: know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the chronic burnout from you know, like you were saying, the lifestyle of living in a you know, a developed nation where we're expected to just, you know, this this is how we live, and it's this, and then we wonder why we're so sick and so ill, and once we're under a lot of stress and our adrenal[s] are burnt out, it's going to be really hard to detox because our body's just trying to to like function. So thriving is a very different story. They're just trying to function with whatever minerals they have left, which I have to say the body is like a very miraculous thing, but it's going to slow down things that are not necessary just to make sure that you stay alive. Obviously. I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, eventually, yes, stress will kill you. We know that. So it is important. Like this isn't just kind of like, you know, don't, don't ignore it because it is it can be a fatal issue and your body will slow down things that it doesn't need just to keep you functioning but it can't do that forever so the best way to to come out of that is to nourish yourself deeply and also like trying to control that like well not, not necessarily your emotional response but also um the overall like what you're eating and how you're living your life because that all plays a huge role in your sodium retention too it's not always just a matter of like replenishing the sodium that you've lost it's a matter of retaining the sodium that you have because you can eat all the salt you can have 10 grams a day if you want to I wouldn't recommend that but you can if you're losing it all the time and you don't change your lifestyle you're going to keep moving through all the sodium so you have to remember that the lifestyle factor of this is a huge component in also preventing the sodium loss to begin with um because then you won't necessarily need as much salt either right if you're not burning through it in excessive amounts because of the way that you're living your life you're going to be able to like keep it like you'll be able to relax a little bit more enjoy your life a little bit more and not be on this constant flight or flight response that is overwhelming for so many people
1: yeah so what are some suggestions that you think we could give people
2: um honestly do you want my honest (laughs) (laughs)
1: suggestion and you
2: want me to like pga so my (laughs) honest suggestion would be to like get off social media and stop pretending like everybody like just stop being involved too much in social media as a whole just because it is such a stressful place a lot of times it it's designed to be triggering to trigger this like response of Um, of your nervous system to create a reaction so that you comment and so on and it keeps this algorithm going right so i'm not saying don't ever use social media obviously we're on it right now it can be used as a good tool but just keep in mind that this is how it is designed and it can be affecting your overall feeling about yourself which can create a stressful response in the body as a whole not including your staring into a screen that is, like, illuminating radiation all the time. So that's another issue that can cause stress. Um, Like you were saying, like, uh, excessive caffeine use, um, you know, working excessively and not having any fun or play. Like, doing things that just genuinely bring you joy and happiness is really, really important. Um, I would say breathing is really, really good, too. Like, learning how to breathe and meditate and stuff can be a huge um, and that's not everybody likes doing that, but it can be a huge contributing factor to your overall like mental space and creating a more of a Zen kind of environment that you feel comfortable in. It doesn't mean you have to turn into this like crystal hoarder person who just meditates all day in the bush somewhere, but also it, it, like just doing things that you, that just make you feel good, you know, doing some self care um spending a lot of time in nature nature is great for any and all of us we're meant to be there so anything that you can do that you know brings kind of out a lot of this radiation that brings you joy and happiness those are all huge things I'm not overworking you know not over exerting yourself having healthy boundaries you know letting go of drama like getting rid of toxic people in your life like these are all huge lifestyle factors that are a really important component of your overall stress um, but I think the biggest ones that a lot of us have forgotten is play and I think we we assume that play is something that kids do and it's not something that adults need as well like it's huge if, and I don't mean play like let's go I'll play with Legos all of that is great <laughs> but just like just do things that you really enjoy and if your idea of play is painting or you know drawing a picture or or doing something that you know can get you into a flow state where you just lose track of time and you don't even know what you're doing and it can be very that alone is very meditative whether you are sitting down meditating or if you're just coloring or whatever it is that you're doing that is huge for your nervous system to help like move through emotions and tough things that can prevent you from losing so much sodium and get you out of that fight or flight response
1: yes absolutely the nature piece for me is is the the instant trigger i when i go into any sort of beautiful nature it's like and now that I have really worked on replenishing my sodium, so I, my, I can actually feel my nervous system down regulate. It's almost as if I was in like a stick shift and I like shifted gears, you know, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I feel that kick mm-hmm. over and it's so relaxing. And I can really only I can get that from play, like you said, hanging out with my friends, having fun but nature it's like a next level for your nervous yeah. system which is exactly like you've been saying this whole time what you need to do to be able to get out of the fight or flight and to be able to help your adrenals just chill
2: mm-hmm. so
1: yeah So yeah. Whatever-
2: a- also gratitude is huge too i know that's I know, like, when people talk about gratitude, they're just like, yeah, I'm thankful for my mom and dad and blah, 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 But it's so different when you feel thankful. And I think being in nature is one of those things that can help you do that because you're surrounded by stillness. But then also, you just feel, like, when you feel gratitude, it's very different than just saying you're thankful for something. Like, like it's very... Sorry. Oops. No, you're fine. It's very... um. like you were saying you can just really feel yourself getting emotional like a lot of emotions can come up um but it's like when you look at somebody like your daughter or your son and you just like or your husband or whoever it might be that's really close to you and you genuinely just feel so like thankful that this person is in your life it's a different feeling than just being like yeah i have a daughter i'm thankful sure you know like it's that whole feeling thing is a huge component of um of gratitude otherwise you're not really truly like practicing it if that makes sense it's all about yeah. that emotion and, like, bringing up that emotion and not being afraid of those emotions and being you know my friends and i always say like <sighs> We just make it really awkward. We'll, we'll, we'll just like send it, send each other cute messages, and be like, "I I love you. You're fucking amazing." And they just like it's like super cheesy, but it's the cutest thing, and it just makes us both. Um, it's just really awesome. Like that feeling is what you want to do when you're practicing gratitude, but that can be helpful as well.
1: That is awesome. You did that to me the other day, and I was like almost in <laughs> tears over your just right? one cute little. <laughs> sentence and i was like oh my god that's amazing <laughs> yeah so i'm glad you it makes
2: you feel better. That. i always cry when i send those messages so if you cry when you get them <laughs> then we're on oh. the same page <laughs> that's what gratitude is <laughs> yeah
1: i love that yeah good point yeah i love sending them too you're right it does feel whether you're receiving or, or giving it feels good mm-hmm. both ways yeah yeah. And so I love that, like, we can break this down. Okay, because like, I, I want to break this down almost like spiritually into scientifically for a minute, because I feel like now at this point, social media is probably saturated with the like, be grateful and go meditate, yeah. go in nature, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, if you don't truly understand the anatomical and chemical reactions behind what these things are doing then I feel like those are the people that could roll their eyes and think it's stupid and not actually want to put them into place mm-hmm. but like if if you just summarize everything you basically just said it's like if we're sitting in a beautiful park or we're at the beach enjoying the gorgeous view of the ocean. Okay. So say we're just doing that. And then, and then we add in like, you know, some, some words of gratitude that we speak out loud. Like I'm so, so grateful for this beautiful planet and that I I'm alive on this gorgeous earth to enjoy this moment right here, right now. And you know, you just, you feel that peace and that calm within your heart, within your nervous system and your body's at peace and you're just chill. Okay. So what happens in that moment, like anatomically or like scientifically and feel free to expand on this. It's like, you're slowing down your body. Like I like it. It's like an engine, the gears, they're not the gears, you know, the engine that's just running. So it's like you're taking your foot off the gas from doing 150 miles per hour. And you're, you're letting it up, and you're dropping down, you're shifting gears, you're dropping down into, like, cruise control.
0: Yeah. And
1: so you're not burning through your minerals And when you're in that state. And yes. so you're, right? I'll let you take yeah. over.
2: That's exactly true. And I think that that's the difference, too, is that you can go in nature and not be present in nature, you know? Like the idea is to try and notice what's in your surroundings and be in that moment as opposed to just being in your head and all over the place and not focused um but when you're actually in nature and you're in nature and you're noticing what's like you're using your senses and you're you're there you're like in that flow state like i was saying earlier where you're you know nothing else is around you like you can go for a hike and not really be there you know like you can go hang out with a friend and not really be there
1: you're texting Um,
2: yeah 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 we've all experienced that right so it's like Mm -hmm. it's not even so much as like going out in nature but just being present in that moment it's just so easy to do it in nature because you're surrounded by stillness and it makes it easy to like it's almost like being a child again, where you're just so intrigued by what's going on around you. And that's what brings you back into this like regulated state. You know, you come back to yourself and that's, that's what can really help you kind of get through the, um, and ideally like practicing this so much that it becomes your norm. So that even when bad things happen or things happen, of course, you're going to go into like a fight or flight response but just being able to bring yourself back into a more flow state is what you're really intending on doing and being able to do it more regularly so that you're not just like up and down all the time.
1: Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. All right. Well, why don't we wrap it up there? Thank you so much. This is, I, you know, there's so many nuggets in this. I hope everyone really, really, Ingest everything that you said because it's like this is this is like the magic part of the magic to like recovering health, sustaining health, prolonging health is Mm -hmm. you know it come it it truly does come down to these simple things, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, so, yeah, um, why don't you let's tell everyone where they can connect with us.
2: Um, well, right now, I, well, I guess JMS Wellness is my website that's up now. So um, that's the best place to reach me. Um still working on my program, but that'll be huge. Really, really, really excited about that one. I, as soon as it's done, I'm, it's going to be epic. I'm really excited for it. So and it's all about how to take care and regulate yourself. So And also like your nutrition, like the whole lifestyle that's involved with, with overall healing, not just, you know, taking random supplements and being afraid of food. And I was going to say something that you touched on earlier when you said that you were really, you had a really hard time with like eating foods and you just, everything just kind of started, you started to just react to everything that you were eating and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people turn to fad dieting because they start to react to a lot of stuff because they're deficient in all these nutrients and they can't break down the food that they're eating so that they they react to them and then they cut them out of their diet. But they don't realize that cutting them out of their diet is cutting out a lot of nutrients that their body needs to recover from the issues that they're having. So it's, it's, like this vicious cycle of like fad dieting, avoiding food, being afraid of food. And like, you know, I know there's a lot of conflicting information out there, but, and that's one thing I love so much about minerals and nutrients is that it doesn't matter what diet you follow. It's the foundational, the very foundation of what you're made of, which is basically salt Mm -hmm. and calcium and magnesium and literally stardust, all these minerals that exist all over our planet and our solar system and everything. You are part of that planet. So if your mineral balance is not if it's off, you're gonna feel it. And it doesn't matter what fat diet you follow. It's all about the minerals and your foundational your foundational nutrients. So so
1: that's one thing
2: I just I love them. Like they they've been a game changer for so many people and yeah. salt is especially one of those ones that i just it's almost like iodine you know like we you understand me with iodine and ironically iodine helps to metabolize um, potassium which is very closely linked to sodium so it's very ironic that we're told to fear sodium and fear iodine and fear all of these things that are naturally occurring that we're literally a part of like we need them, mm-hmm. we need them to survive. So, whenever yeah. people tell me to be afraid of of food, I just look at them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Listen>. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I know. I was about to wrap it up, but you just you just started a whole another ball of wax. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We I
2: can't open a to- fireworms. We don't have, have time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to touch on that though, because I have such a pet peeve now from what I've been through and what I know that, like, I mm-hmm. have to say this. So at one point in my life, I was obsessed with doing food allergy tests. I remember I paid like 200 bucks. I did 184 allergy food tests um, and I got like three sheets back, cried my eyes out on all those results because it was like basically every food I was eating, I was either high or medium. Literally same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then... And then I went to my doctors and I was like, I need you to pull my, you know, I want to do blood allergies with you. And like, it was interesting that it was like a whole different list of foods I was reacting to. And then I was also listening to a certain dumbass celebrity doctor that said, (laughs) cut out certain foods from your diet too. And I was already gluten free and I was already uh, dairy free. So it was like,
2: but you weren't getting better.
1: No, I was you getting sicker and sicker exactly. and sicker, exactly. no matter what. And, I, and then I got mm-hmm. to this window this big where I was like, I have nothing to eat except for these little bit of fruits, salads, and these little bit of vegetables. And I can't even eat meat anymore because it hurts, right? Yeah. So it was a scary, scary moment when you feel like your food window has gotten that small. And I've talked to women like this already, yeah. and I know this is a big thing and so
2: it's so unsustainable they feel like they're in a yeah. prison like they're being yes. punished yeah
1: yes i mm-hmm. would cry i would stand in the kitchen and cry mm-hmm. when i tried to figure out what to eat and a true story all the time i would stand yeah. and bawl my eyes out trying to figure out what i could eat and yeah. it was it was just the natural rebel in me when i just said f you That's all it. i'm not <laughs> doing any of this yeah. and um that was actually when I started celery juicing and I didn't understand the benefits of celery juicing. I just literally was like, well, this is a trend. I should try it, you know? And it started helping me. And then that was, we shortly met after that and started studying minerals, did my heritage mineral analysis. And then the rest is history. I'm completely restored. I can eat. I can eat. And so, yeah, I mean, it is, been proven, I've proven it to myself, the food allergy test can be inaccurate and it's not even so
2: much that they're not accurate. Like they're accurate, but what what do they do? They just tell you to avoid those foods. And that's not that's not realistic, you know? Like especially when you're allergic to everything you're eating. Like there has to be a foundational like, there's a reason for that. So, what's the reason for this? Like, it's not because we're, it's not, be, like, our bodies are reacting to these foods for a reason. It's not just,
1: yeah,
2: you know, and random. En- and, ev-
1: and everyone said, oh, enzymes, 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 enzymes. And so, yeah. I was making a <laughs> an- capsule an by Pure encapsulations yeah. that had 50 enzymes in it three times a day. That were, like, $70 them.
2: or something. Yes.
1: <laughs> ironically you know what's
2: really funny do you know what's hilarious about enzymes
1: Hmm.
2: do you want to know or should i not tell you enzymes can't be activated without stomach acid so you're spending 70 dollars on these enzymes that if you're low in hcl they're not going to do that much anyways like they, they might help a little bit for maybe a short period of time until you become even more depleted but if you are low on stomach acid, it doesn't matter, and it's it's weird. And it, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because a lot of people come in and they're like, "Just have enzymes," and okay, that's great, but that's not the root cause. Yeah. Like the root cause is not okay. If the root cause is you don't have enough enzymes, what's the root, what creates the enzymes? Yeah. What's what's the problem with the enzymes that you can't create it on your own all of a sudden? You know, and that is always always goes back to minerals because you need a mineral and every single enzyme reaction that you ever create ever in your whole body in your whole life for the rest mm-hmm. of your life mm-hmm. so if you're deficient in minerals you're not going to have the enzymes and then if you're deficient in minerals you're not going to be able to activate said enzymes and therefore mm-hmm. it always just goes right back to minerals every single time <laughs> loop
1: back back to minerals
2: back to minerals. every single time <laughs> And especially the ones that we tend to be the most efficient in, which is usually magnesium, sodium, and zinc. Those are the three main minerals that are used to make most, a lot of enzymes. I don't know if it's most, but magnesium alone is like 500 different enzyme reactions. And then sodium, I think, is just about as much. And then zinc is usually created with magnesium and some. Form, it's used in some way to create more more enzymes as well. So and also stomach acid. So it's it's so crazy how it always just goes right back, right yeah. back.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh. Yep. <laughs> so it was like a twofold. It was a twofold when I started celery juicing because I was replenishing my my minerals, but I was also detoxing my liver, rebuilding my bile and just cleaning up my whole system and then bringing in the actual targeted after doing the testing and finding out, you know, you put together my protocol and was like, Hey, you need to bring in these supplements and actually Mm -hmm. targeting the minerals that I was low in Lo and behold, my cravings, my alien abduction (laughs) cravings went away. (laughs) I could actually digest my food. I started being able to, um, Which the digestion, being able to digest my food was so huge because my quality of life had had become so poor from the the bloating and the gas and the constipation because I couldn't digest my food that it was like this vicious cycle where by the end of every evening, I was literally stuck going like I was on the toilet, uh, like on and off the toilet because I was in so much pain. But I wasn't going in the bathroom. But I felt like, you know, it was this terrible, vicious cycle I was in that just Mm -hmm. gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I'm telling you, I'm so happy that I'm so happy that you were so open to getting it done. Because, like, I was still kind of, like, learning around the time that I did your first one. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, yeah, I want to do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) And it's been so like you've just had so many amazing results with it and now you do it too. And it's just like, it's just been so cool to watch your progression, but also like your progression on paper as well. Like seeing your minerals, change, see how they stay the same when you're not following your protocol. It's so <laughs> yeah. crazy. I'm like, there was, there was one time where you, you weren't following, you go like, yeah, I'm not going to do this, this for a couple of months, I guess. I don't know. You kind of got busy, I guess, and you stopped doing it. And then, and then your next test that you did was like almost the exact same as your old other one. And then you started doing it again and it changed your biochemistry changed again. And like, I honestly just get blown away by how accurate these test results are. And it's
1: mm-hmm. like,
2: I, I keep getting so surprised, even though I know they're super <laughs> awesome. I just am like, this is amazing like it's so crazy and and it just gives you so much insight especially about your stage of stress like it's Mm. mind-blowing and I get so excited every time somebody watches you in htma I'm like let us go let us go it's gonna be (laughs) so much fun (laughs)
1: yeah I totally agree I know it was that um it was that period actually you know going back to you talking about stress is like I stopped um I was so stressed out was when I was moving. It was when I was moving and I was just so distracted and I was packing and I was shipping things and there was just so much going on that I stopped um I stopped my protocol. I stopped the salt, I stopped everything and um mm-hmm. and then on top of just the stress, it was like insane. I like the whole you burn through your minerals super fast concept, like what you were teaching earlier. I witnessed it. I couldn't believe how much all of my minerals just tanked in like three months because my stress was so high and I wasn't replenishing
0: and I wasn't being
1: mindful and countering the stress with nature and being present and all the practices and it really like showed me how this is a, a huge thing and it's it's something I plan to do the rest of my life because it's it's crucial just to have life. <laughs> Yeah. If you want to have a good quality of life. You have to pay attention to your mineral status.
2: hmm Especially mm-hmm. sodium. It's so important. Like I said, it used to be uh it used to be a currency for a reason. They used to call them yeah. the great like salt water that was especially high in magnesium, but also sodium stuff would be like the healing waters because it was so it did just worked miracles on people. But yeah, yeah. sodium is it's got a really bad rap, but I'm telling you guys, it's life changing.
1: It really is, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, I feel like we could always we just for way too long.
2: <laughs> we can, I just can keep, keep going.
1: going. <laughs> for the sake of our hour and twenty minutes in, we'll wrap it up right there. <laughs> okay. Well so, thank you
2: very much. Yes, yes. The best way to get a hold of me is JMSwellness.com. All of the information well all of my contact info is there and um or Instagram, JMS Wellness, or just work with Sarah and, and we'll work we'll we'll somehow work it out. <laughs>
1: exactly. Sarah does the same
2: thing I do, so we're all on the same page here. <laughs>
1: yes it's amazing Mm -hmm. you 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 turned me on to a whole new world of wellness Mm -hmm. with the minerals I love it I'm super addicted to so yeah um if uh, anyone wants to contact me my website is coachshowjoy.com you can sign up for my free email and um, when you do you get five freebies the one pdf is called the what I wish I would have been told after I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, and then there's a five day video series that you get as well called For Greater Peace and Higher Energy. So go take advantage of that. And if anyone is interested in doing their heritage mineral analysis or learning more about uh, their mineral status, go ahead and hit either of us up we can both help you out with that root cause testing and protocol implementation. So, yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. My love have a great rest of your Saturday. Thank you for
0: talking anytime. (laughs) Bye. I mean, wow. Wasn't that episode so good, you guys? Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please go and subscribe. This way you can leave me your thoughts about this episode in the comment section or what your favorite takeaway was. And guess what? If you're using the Spotify app, you can send me a voice message too. That would seriously make my day. If you'd like to see this episode live, you can catch the replay on my YouTube page, which is Coach Show Joy. And if you haven't already come hang out with me on Instagram. You can see all my latest stories, program drops, and educational reels. My IG handle is at coach.sarah.joy. But wait, before you go, I want to invite any women who are battling a thyroid condition to join me in an episode to share your thyroid journey. After all, this podcast is for us to share your unique thyroid stories with each other in order to combat the feelings of isolation, anxiety, and loneliness that we all experience with thyroid illnesses. So if you're feeling called, please DM me on Instagram or email me at coachsarahjoy1 at gmail.com. And I will also post that in the show notes below. Thanks again, you guys. And I'm sending you all so much healing, love, and light. Take care.